Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Point Forward podcast. <sighs> Excited to bring you another episode, post-Thanksgiving episode. PJ, how are you? Oh, I'm good, brother. How's it going? <sighs> Very good. Excited to be back. Um, Very you know, excited. Got, got my last taste of football for the year, and now I can focus more attention, even more attention on NBA. But we've got a really, uh, should be a fun episode today. Um might get some weird uh non-planned segments in here but we're uh we're excited to just talk about the crazy week last weekend it's kind of weird with no games being on thursday but some really weird stuff going on on wednesday and then everyone in the league playing friday pj you you got to watch a lot of the action on wednesday right yeah i just want to how was your thanksgiving though hey i have to get to business right away how was your thanksgiving man it was good. Uh, I, you know, that one, a great thing people always uh, like to point out that if you're the great thing about having parents that are divorced is that you get two Christmases, mm-hmm. but oftentimes you get two Thanksgivings. Two. Yes. So I got round one on on Thursday, and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to my father's side of the family if any of you are listening to this episode, but uh, it was lackluster. I wasn't I wasn't very happy. The pie selection wasn't all I wanted it to be. Uh, mm. I, I was a it was a bummer. I really can't describe to you how how big of a bummer it is when you're looking forward to Thanksgiving and you come home and it's just not everything you wanted. But everything was fine after Saturday because that is everything and more I could want out of a Thanksgiving. So it's all good, man. How about you? So. So I think I ate the most food I've ate at Thanksgiving in like f- six years. Wow. I think I think I had to have been like maybe freshman year after college might be the last time, but like same thing as you. Like, but I would I would yeah have like two Thanksgivings on the same day, and I ate more at one Thanksgiving this year than I did at sometimes two, <laughs> like probably a day, because we didn't eat till three thirty. Um, and I went to my grandparents' house. Uh, they're like an hour south of Chicago. So I went there, um, but I only had like a breakfast at like 9, 30, 10. I didn't eat anything, but I felt fine going into the day. And I like got there and I was in the perfect mindset. I just crushed like three plates of food. And then I like was so proud of myself. And then like it was probably give me – 10 minutes after that, I just felt like I was so uncomfortably full. I couldn't sit the right way on the couch. I just was like kind of constantly swaying. And when I watched the football, but it was, it was, I like after the fact, I didn't eat the rest of the day. Like, I mean, I was sad. I had a little dessert, obviously, like after an hour. Obviously. Sure. I forced myself to eat because I was like, I have to eat dessert to top off this accomplishment that i've done but i just was like the most disgusting human after it and i was so happy with myself i had the biggest grin um and i just <laughs> so like, just stuffed here, my face so i'm not gonna get too much into why the food was the letdown but yeah what really sums up why my thanksgiving was was pretty 
below average was the fact that there weren't my uncle did not have enough utensils for everyone to use so we were having to wash utensils that's not hey anyone that's playing thanksgiving out there for a big group utensils remember that make sure you have enough some plastic ones uh, yeah that's fine just anything that i could use to eat it but if i'm having to wait for my uncle to wash his spoon or fork so i can eat like come on hey hey i just gotta say one thing man uh, I believe you were born with two hands. God <laughs> yeah. gave you utensils on your yeah, freaking body. Hey, that's on them. If they don't want to watch, like that's on them. You go in a corner. I guess and that's just... true, but I'm still not one to typically eat with my hands, especially when it comes <laughs> to mashed potatoes. And do you know what they? Even no, you eat? got they it. They didn't even have mashed potatoes. They didn't even oh. have mashed potatoes. So oh. don't don't get me started, PJ. But so here's a question for you: Did you were you able to avoid politics this entire weekend? Yeah, I mean my my family really doesn't like dip into the political stuff too much. Like I don't have like a radical, crazy conservative uncle I have to worry about. I mean, I guess like I mean there's like a couple candidates on like across my family that would be the ones to say it if it were to come up. But they usually don't because I don't, like, yeah, my family's like pretty across the board, like moderate. I mean, they're, they s- sway both ways. So I avoided that. I mean, it was, we mainly got bears and cubs talk the whole time. Uh, well, that's good. It's kind of like a lot of sports and Any bulls stuff talk? like that. I, I decided I, I kind of am anointing the Detroit Lions, like the Donald Trump of thanksgiving football no just a football because like it's just like they're pretty crazy i mean like they're not like characteristically like them but just like somehow keep getting away with winning football games so that was like i was like i think that's part of it i think the two reasons i ate a lot was one i just got to my grandparents house after the lions kicked the field goal and won i was disoriented from that and i just needed something you know solid in my stomach sure and two i think like probably you know shout out to blackout wednesdays i did not partake this year so i think not being hung over see i've always thanksgiving been against, morning i've always been a big proponent of not being hung over on thanksgiving day because my stomach yeah. hurts like i'm not that's just gonna prevent me from eating as much as i want to eat yeah but i, I know but like, a lot of people think it's very popular it's like the second most popular drinking night of the year i think it's the most popular by some numbers new, York, new year's dude it's got no i think i honestly i no i think i think wednesday is more i think it's it's definitely a little bit more just because you think about it like like on thanksgiving you're allowed to like continue to, i mean it's like kind of more of like the day after recovery is a little bit more popular sounds like you're dealing with a wild animal yeah we had a little disruption in the studio here so (laughs) it's just summing up everything but yeah so i guess like so i didn't go out wednesday um but i did substitute with i just did like the thing i haven't got to do yet this year is just literally spend an entire night with league pass and just let it take me away yeah just let it ride ultra uh because yeah i mean just a little insider for all these all our point forward listeners um yeah we're not able to watch every single game every night i mean we 
I probably, you know, we'll catch bits and pieces of, of games every night. I watch full, like a couple full games here or there, but it's like a lot of it's like not that night. Like it might be the next morning or yep. catching recap stuff. But this is the like first night. I, I, could, I usually watch just as much of a T Wolves game like the morning after then. The right. Like of. I'll. I'll try to watch a couple things the night of live, but then I'll like obviously I'll like look at stuff or have her stuff recorded and kind of fast forward and just do a fast watch. So this was so Wednesday night for me was like the first night I actually got to just I sat down and I was like, let's go. Like I'm I'm gonna watch all of this. Uh you picked a good night. It was a, it was a, like vintage. Like if I, if I had an alien come in from outer space and say, you know, "What are, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm watching NBA League Pass," and I'd say, "What is that?" And I'd say, "Well, Mr. Alien, sit down, like on this Wednesday night with me, because this is gonna be, we're just gonna take you through what this experience is." But you know, it's, you know, Mr. Alien, all it, it simply is is you can watch every basketball game that's happening this night. And somehow, some way, you're gonna see all the coolest stuff, and it's just gonna stack up in such a perfect way. And Mr. Alien, let's start with the uh, the Cavs. The Cavs, the Cavaliers are, are playing, and um, you know, there's a man named Mr. Kevin Love who decided to uh, go for 32 points in the first quarter. 34. 34. Damn it! I knew I was gonna screw that up. Uh, 34. So yeah, I, that's, and that's kind of was the, the tone setter for this. So I was like making dinner during that and he's dropping three after three and I'm just watching him just go and go and go. And it just became like this game of like, Oh, is he going to miss? Like, what's he gonna, <laughs> what is going on? Like it just, he hit, he hit his first 10, right? It was his first nine or 10. Yeah. I mean, he was he hit like his first I think he hit his first eight shots and then he may have missed a three, but then he I mean he ended up with eight threes in the quarter, thirty four points. Four four uh, from the line and then three of yeah, four or something but, from two. I mean it honestly like the, the thing that I got compared to the most was it was like it was a quarter version of like a, if you took from like the Kobe eighty one it's after he made like four or five. It's just the Cavs are just feeding him, and feeding him, and feeding him, and feeding him. See, because uh, I, I mean, this is the obvious comparison, but Clay's quarter from last year where he scored thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like that because yeah, when but, Kobe when Kobe scored eighty-one, I think he went to the line like twenty-seven times. I mean, yeah, we looked that up on Wednesday too, and I I forgot it already. Uh, it wasn't. He went like a decent amount, but then we were trying to figure out how many shots he put up because, like, the one thing was like, all right, Kev put up this quarter, but is he going to be able to do anything after? And like, someone, someone I follow on Twitter was like, oh, this is like, watch, Kevin Love's going to finish with forty-two, and he freaking finished with exactly that, which is just hysterical. Because um, I was like, at one point, I was like, man, shout out to just like Kevin Love, who's probably been just taken through all degrees of the internet just from hate to love like back and forth his entire career like he's he's been whiplashed to the internet but how would the hell would the internet 
like handle if he like broke Kobe's eighty one for some reason. Like he dropped ninety. Like, oh, it would have it would have been unbelievable. Like, I don't even perfect. Yeah, I would have loved it. I mean, I like Kevin Love. Kevin I've always been. It. I've always been a fan. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like, oh, Kobe only went. He was 18 of 20. Yeah, I was like, I didn't think it was 27. I mean, we, um, yeah, it was, um, it was so, it was, it was that was just like a, a fun start, because uh, then I was just, like, that just got me in the mood to be, be just set. I was like, all right, you know what? This is all basketball. Like basketball, you have my full attention. You gave me this appetizer. And I am I have no other plans tonight but to sit on my couch and watch whatever came to, to, to fruition. And so So before you move to the, the next game. Yeah. Can we throw like there's some blame to be like who, who I forget, dude. Who who were the Cavs even playing? They played the Trailblazers, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean like how that, like Kevin Love on those three pointers. I know that some of them they were getting in his face a little bit, but he was open when he caught the ball on every three he shot. I mean, I kudos to him for knocking him down, but Whoa. it was unlike Clay and that Clay was just like he was going off the yeah. dribble, he was being just, you know, stupid deep and they just weren't in his face, so they, you know, he got a good look and would hit a couple threes. He got in the paint and hit a few jumpers. He got to the I mean, Clay was doing all these things. K Love was really just he got a few few bucks from the post, a few free throws, and then a ton of spot up and shoot threes. It's just it was mind blowing. You just don't don't help tell that guy just right. stay out on him, you know. Well I mean, it kind of was like a perfect because I mean the Blazers have been playing some really bad I suppose he's defense than said like the last LeBron. week and a half. Yeah. Right. But it was like I mean because this even, like, it kind of started with them, with the Trailblazers, when they played the Bulls, when the Bulls beat them. And it was like they weren't able to shoot well to start the game. And and they were just overhelping, and they were just, like, bailing and just, like, letting the same. Yeah, like what you're saying. It's like they just had two guys go, and, like, Kevin Loves you would leave and go help on LeBron or Kyrie. And they were just creating these, this space, and it was just every time it was Kevin. It was like, but then I mean, when he got in the post, like they were definitely forcing it to him, and they were like, "All right, ISO, like everyone back up, let's Kev just just try to do a post move and score." Yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. I so here's another thing too is that during both the Clay game where he scored 37 against the Kings, and the, I think the third. And Caleb putting up 34 in the first. Both times I was in the car for four plus hours. One time on the way to Chicago to see you, and the other time on the way home from Thanksgiving. And I'm like, I wish for once I could be at home to like catch this because it it sucks. Like, and it probably will never happen. Like, those are two of the top five most points scored in a quarter. I'll probably never have a chance, and it's, I'm a little butthurt that I, I haven't think been able you. to see these. I think you well. So maybe in like, it's gonna be a while. These they both happen. These both happen like back to back. Like less than. What when did Clay do his? Was his last year? But was it in like February? I think so. Yeah, I mean, January, February. 
less than a calendar year apart that two of them happened. I think you'll. Oh, it might have been two years ago. I, I, either way, no, it wasn't, no, I think it was last year. But I think it was I'm last just saying, year. look at the the history of the NBA. Thirty right. plus points in a quarter happens usually a lot less frequently than twice in a two year time span or a one year time span. Yeah, I mean sucks. the the one thing I was like really hoping for out of that game because. So, I mean, the game ended up being kind of close. I mean, the Blaze Trailblazers still put up 125. And I was, like, kind of like, oh, maybe these dudes. Because they, like, after that first quarter, I mean, they kind of got back into a relatively nice little groove. But I was like, oh, maybe, like, this is – because it just, like I said, that Bulls funk they had, they just were in, like, a bad streak after that. And even though they lost that game, I was like, well, maybe they're, like – I mean – they figured out some. They didn't figure out anything on defense, but they released like got back to being able to score the the basketball. And that that sure. just got a. That was like my one hope. I was like earmarking that game for two reasons, and I was like, oh, maybe they'll figure it out. I mean, the next like they did beat the Pelicans, but then they gave up 130 to the Rockets the next night. So I was like, damn it, nope. That's they just can't play defense. Yep, <laughs> they're no, just not. They can't. They just can't do it. I it was. Um, but what was so? What was the second game you watched? So I mean, the next one that I watched that I mean, I didn't like. There's nothing really even about the game that I. But what stuck out about it league pass wise was, um, and what I've loved since doing league pass is just being able to hear the hometown calls for all these. Yeah, it's very teams. fun. It's super fun, and I'm like. It's one made me very appreciative of uh, Neil Funk and Stacey King, who are the Bulls guys, because they're, like, very, very good. And, I mean, people in Chicago give both of them a lot of crap for being very Homer-ish and uh, just always kind of swaying things towards, like, the Bulls and if stuff goes against them. But, like, they're actually very good, and also they know a lot about basketball compared to other other teams broadcast but so on wednesday it was the sixers and grizzlies double overtime game so i caught it starting i think it was just end of the third and um so what happened then was like so i I just kind of stuck with it i was like all right but it ends up going two overtimes and uh, better get this out now, but I hate Ursani Ilyasova. Like, might be the most annoying basketball player to ever be put on this earth. Like, he was literally created just to annoy the crap out of me. What do you hate about him? Just is it unexplainable? First off, first off, I never think I've seen him score a basket. Like, oh, dude, he's like he shoots like forty percent from three. Yeah, every single time he scores, like I'm not paying attention. I'm like looking down or something. Like, I, I don't believe like I know he accumulates points, but I almost think that someone just like every like five minutes he's on the court, they're like, all right, let's give Ursan like two points here. Like someone else scored them, but let's give them to Ursan. I mean, he's, his his minutes are gonna be going away in a flurry here in oh, the next few he's so, months. So he's so weird looking. He's just like lanky and shitty and oh. I mean, I don't like, like him. I'm not. I'm by no means a fan, but I mean, he's okay. He's like the dumbest person to hate, but I hate him. Like <laughs> he is kind of a dumb person. He's annoying. Is oh, he's so annoying. I mean, so there, anyway, there 
are plenty of players I hate more, including one on the T Wolves in particular. But well, we can get to him. Yeah, we but. So all I wanted to really talk. So the game goes to double overtime, which is cool. Like anytime an NBA game goes double OT, like it's kind of fun because uh, there's oh, no yeah. commercials and it's just like it's just like overtime in NBA for regular season. It's just cool because it's just like you just kind of get like this running clock of basketball, um, and you kind of just lose track of time. So, but what happened in the game that I just wanted to talk about to the hometown call? Try to wrap this point up in a concise little bit was there's a play in the first overtime where Urson is on Zach Randolph and uh, I believe it was he was setting see I don't even I honestly I'm blanking on like who was on offense and defense I think Zach Randolph was trying to set a screen for Urson on Mike Conley's guy but right before he could do that Urson, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Urson was setting a screen on Jared Bayless's guy, and he's bodied up with Zach Randolph in the high post, and he goes up and just flops, like blatantly flopped. They call Zach Randolph for a foul, and Zach Randolph throws up his hands and is just like, and it's kind of like, dude, dude, the guy flopped. And the Philadelphia announcers, who I didn't do any research to find out their names, but they were just both like, oh, like, that was clearly a foul. They wouldn't say the word flop, and the officials go to review the play, and they're literally talking, and they go, oh, I mean, I don't know what they could be reviewing there. I mean, the only thing possible is maybe a flagrant. I don't see any other reason they'd review this. That was clearly a foul on Zach Randolph. There's no way it could be anything other than a foul and maybe a flagrant. They were just like blatantly trolling and like not saying the word like like the word flop or was banned in their broadcast. Like the FCC was like, you can't say that word on air. They would not say it for the life of them. Fast forward to the second overtime, a similar Zach Randolph's in the corner gets another foul called on him on the Ersan. He flops again, and this time Zach Randolph flails his arms up and it's like imitating what Ersan did, and it's like basically like come on man like the dude's he's flopping fed, all over like he's fed up at this point he's just well he's just and he's laughing like he's not angry he's just like oh this, you guys are stupid like, this is yeah. dumb like yeah i get we it. all have those moments where you're just like there's nothing i can do like this is so silly and dumb and whatever like you had a good moment so you're like joking he, like he's laughing and flailing his arms he's like he's doing ah like kind of thing uh, and then the uh, the two Philadelphia announcers just are like, "Oh my God, he's showing up the officials. He should be ejected. He should get a technical. <laughs> how is this? How is he getting away with? He 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 blatantly just showed up the official, and and they're not going to do anything about this. And they're just freaking out about this. Um, and so then like uh, like the last like bit of this saga is there was a foul called uh, someone on. The Sixers followed Marcus Saul, and they're like, and then they finally like break the barrier and like, well, you know, if the Memphis Grizzlies are insinuating that the 76ers are flopping or there's any kind of extra acting going on for some of these fouls, that play right there was the best acting job we've seen all night, folks. Oh and I was just like, I'm done. Like, this is amazing. Like, these dudes are so hometown, like, biased. It's amazing. And of course, it was Philadelphia. 
not, and I just like it's giggling. I was like, all right, this is a perfect second game to follow up this Kevin Love just absolute destruction. Uh, I think I mean I flipped a little bit with the the San Antonio Charlotte game, but nothing that cool Which happened a, there. It's a good game though. Yeah, it was good. I just like got sucked into this. Mem- I like felt bad. I didn't really give it any attention. I watched some. I watched some of that one the next day because I it was like ended up being pretty good. Um, but then I did flip over to your uh, real quick. Minnesota also, that is uh, that is our ten minute story cap on Irsan Ilyasova for the rest of the history of this podcast. By the way, unless he's traded, I'm putting the bar. <laughs> I'm putting the cap on Ursan talk from from here on out. But anyway, Timberwolves. Well, yeah, I'm good with not talking about Ursan again, unless something else funny happens. I figured, I figured you'd be fine with that. But yeah, you're Timberwolves, man. I mean, I've kind of just like taken over and just I'm recapping. But did you get to watch any of that, or did you catch it next day? I got to watch that one live. I will admit that I turned it off in the third. Um, the, it's it was it was tough. It was a tough game. That was probably um, just from like when I jumped in on it. Like Cat was like kind of frustrating me. Like I was kind of I, I I didn't think I would yell at our boy, but I like it was kind of like an angry. Look, your parents just like I wasn't mad. I'm just disappointed, kind of thing. Like he had a couple different spots like where there was just like he i think it was in the third quarter there was one play that stuck out where he had the ball like the right elbow and georgie had like his man seal didn't look at him and then it was either rubio or levine like came over and they had a clear and he didn't pass to them they had a cut to the basket missed that pass and then he just like took I think he took Anthony Davis or if it was um, who I think he took on AD just went one on one and put up like this really crappy like just piss poor like attempt and it was just like very un uncat like kind of I was like oh like he's well so much better than that well so first thing I'll say cuz yeah he only ended with 9 points yeah sometimes you got to tip your cap to AD uh, the I mean the most logical, the best defender the Wolves have for him is Carl Anthony Towns, and like if there's any que- like there's just no question at this point from what you've seen from a- Anthony Davis versus what you've seen from Cat, like I love Carl Anthony Towns. He is a he's one of the top three guys that I would want to have if if I was able to start a team today, probably. I, He'd probably be in the top three, if not top three, top five. But Anthony Davis is ahead of him right now. I mean, just look at what happened in this game, and that just goes to show what Anthony Davis is. I mean, just like he's leading the NBA in scoring. He can get really any look. There's really no one that can block his shot unless he's going up for a layup or something. His jump shot's almost unblockable. He's like Kevin Durant in that. Um, He took – he took 27 shots to Cat's 11 this game. Yeah, I mean, he just like, he just he showed he him, him he he owned him. 
and it was it was really he showed him the calipari jewels and just said like (laughs) this is what this is my show too and dude i want to say i told i said our very like our preview thing too was just people were so like easy to dismiss anthony davis and like i just i didn't get it when we went over like the gm survey stuff i thought it was dumb then and i still like i don't like now it's just like showing but like just because the guy got had a bad injury, like just had like a season or so, like he had just a couple of bad strings of injuries to just dismiss like all of his talent. It's just like he's just going after it right now. It's so it's so awesome. Yeah, I mean it's and it's less about the fact that Anthony Davis had a great game. It's just that Cat, had a Cat really was one. he. Well, not only was he bad, but he wasn't aggressive at all. It was almost yeah. as if he yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, "I'm getting beat here. I can't outdo him, so I'm just gonna, so you know, pass the ball to Zach Levine and you know, and and Wiggy, and hopefully they can get going." But the other problem too is, and I don't want to go on a huge Timberwolves deep dive because Lord knows I could I could do it, but they Levine for as uh, offensively talented and explosive he is and he's a he's a great shooter he's probably the best three-point shooter the wolves have if you know him or wiggins because of how much he's improved from last year to this year but great shooter great finisher but he has a lot to learn defensively i mean he's he's not james harden bad yeah. but he's he's bad i mean he had some plays against at players that are half as athletic as him like solomon hill just like yeah. I mean, just blew by him once Levine, like, tried to the wrap around steel and just, like, dunked it for an and one with a continuation. And it's just like, you know, those are the kind of plays that are going to drive Tibbs to trade you. You're like, you got to figure your yeah. shit out. Like, this is your third third season in the league. If you want to be a playoff team, you're going to have to start winning games. And I don't think they're picking up on that. Like, I think they're 5-10. and 10. Five and eleven. Like here, yeah. look at the standings um, here. I mean, they're. I mean, yeah, we. They're like, five and eleven. They've dug themselves into a significant hole. Yeah, I mean, we talked. I know we were like texting this weekend, kind of about some of like the that story about Tibbs. Possibly, like he's gonna try to trade, flip some of these young dudes for some veterans. And I was like, did say I mean, I, like that's kind of Tibbs's thing. Like he does not like rookies very much like i mean if you even look at jimmy butler who we're all in agreement is a pretty good player uh when he was for like he barely could get on the floor like his first couple of years i mean it took luol Deng getting hurt for tibbs to actually play jimmy uh so he's got like a very short leash when it comes to young players so like exactly what you said like for levine to falter and not show like any signs of improvement in that area is just like a huge black mark in the Tom Thibodeau world of just yeah defense which is that that's all the dude does he just watches 30 hours of film a day and thinks about defense <laughs> like yeah and I think that he I mean he has no choice to play Levine because they don't have a wing that can play instead of him like he there's right. no one that can do I mean if you're rolling out if you're trying to play Rubio and Chris Dunn together or Rubio and Shabazz at the two or Shabazz at the three and bump Wiggins to the two like I mean 
those aren't just those aren't going to work. There aren't there isn't enough scoring. They're not putting up enough points to get wins with them giving up 106 plus points a game. And uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I don't yeah, want to go five and eleven go too right much now. into it. But they're, hey. they're lucky they had it. They had they're lucky they had a gimme there against the Suns, and they only, they were losing that entire game until the fourth, yeah. which they finally. And their so, kryptonite is second half in games is just either blowing the third or fourth quarter, and they finally got a, you know, a twenty plus point turnaround in the fourth against the Suns, which really helped them. But um, yeah, and I mean that's the bad. I mean they're better than the Suns, obviously, I guess. But um, yo, man, I don't want you to be so down on the Wolves because I think we should end on a high note with them still because they're super fun, exciting. Can we just talk about the fact that they had? two of the dopest dunks in back-to-back nights <laughs> yeah that was nice i you know levine's dunk on alex Which, len was i that was my favorite of the two for sure so i uh, yeah that's what i, I want to ask which if you had to pick one which is like picking your uh <laughs> i think like it picking was, the kid you like more but dude so the only thing that i liked about and i didn't watch the game the full i only watched like part of the first half of that T-Wolves uh, Golden State game. I only caught like a little bit, but so Wiggins dunk though came after JaVale like blocked the crap out of him, right? Yep. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I had like the time because I kind of want to go with that one a little bit more just because it was... Little revenge. Yeah, I think there was just like alright, you blocked me the one, like that was a I blocked, but now I'm just like not going to leave like this one up to chance. Like you're just, you're getting dunked on here. JaVale, like it's like, here's me literally like extending like four feet away from the basket. almost. like, he was so I mean, far was away. Great. I mean, Wiggins, he was, he was so far away. He got up so high and was just like so far away though. Still like he jumped so early. Yeah, man, that's a, that's that is a silver lining. Is that even with a Timberwolves loss, you usually have at least a handful of plays yeah. that you get to see these unbelievably talented players just do some really yeah. really awesome stuff. I mean, um, if you're gonna be is, bad, uh, like entertain me with dunks and threes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It could be worse, and who knows, man? It's early, and I think that they're only gonna get better with Tibbs uh, teaching they're, them, but. They're down. They're down by nine right now. To your, to not your. Dude, I'm watching our, on tape delay in the background, yeah. so don't don't spoil anything, okay? Well, I won't tell you where they're. Damn it! You didn't tell me that before. Now I feel I'm like sorry. A dick. I, yeah, it's okay. I had it on it's while right. we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, dude, I've nine. I mean, no. My I mean, bad. By no means am no I more. not focusing on the pod, but you know, if there's a Timberwolves game on Monday or Sunday mornings, which by the way, we're filming, we're uh, recording this on a Monday. Timestamp it. Timestamp it. Yeah. Cyber Monday. Mm. Cyber money. I took a break from spending all my money to do this. Pod. Have you Have you done a ton of online shopping? So let's just do our in and outs right now. Okay. I I don't really have much more for my Wednesday night basketball bonanza, other than it was beautiful, and then I followed it up with a beautiful night of Friday night or. Yeah, Friday. It was like Friday they had all thirty all thirty teams played the only time this year, so that was pretty cool. Um I got one thing I want to talk about from the Friday night that was fun. But 
or in and out. So yeah, in right now online shopping. Um, I so I did a really bad thing and I followed this Twitter handle that literally just is like it's a shopping blog and they just they'll find all these like dope deals and they just tweet them out. They have a direct link to them. So and I like got Twitter my notifications on Twitter for this one turned on. So I'm just seeing all of it. And I just got sucked in like super Wait, hard. What is like, it called? It's like Kinja Deals. Kinja Deals. K I N J. It's the okay. Docker Media. It's like okay. through like Deadspin, all those. Um, so I just was, and they do like a ton of stuff on Amazon, and I'm just like a freaking. I'm a sucker for Amazon and Groupon. Shout As out to you both should of you. Be, by the way, if you want to sponsor this at all, like. That'd be cool, but um, I love your services in so many ways. Um, and uh, so I just like, yeah, man, I've spent. I kind of like got in this rhythm on Friday morning, where I was like, all right, buy three things for people, three Christmas presents, and then one thing for me, three for people, one for oh, me. Oh, that is a dangerous game. <laughs> and then I, this happens to me a could few times. Could be worse. Could be one on one. You know, yeah, one and one, one, one ratio. I mean, then today I like went, I went real ham sauce on myself because it's just like, especially like the last like couple months, you know, I end up like saving money, like you know how, I, not to get into my personal finances, but I always end up saving a bunch of money like towards this back half because I'm like I know I need to buy stuff for Christmas and, but I do some of these deals online and I was never one to like go into the stores. I thought it was so stupid just like wane and like do that but like now online it's just like it's bad because i just i'll spend probably more than i should on stuff because i'm like oh like you know because i get in this trap of two things one i see something I'm like oh that's dope i know person a would like that but i'm like hmm i you know i also would like that and you know i'm gonna buy two of it i'm gonna try it out and then if i like it i'm gonna keep the other one give it to person a and be like hey i got this too it's really awesome i you know it's a really thoughtful gift i got for you you'll enjoy it um and normally it works out this is the first year i've done something where i bought it and i was gonna uh give it to someone and i was like nah like this thing's kind of like it works for me but like it wouldn't work for the person so i was kind of glad i did that um but yeah man i've spent good chunk of dough i think i got most of my christmas shopping done though so like i don't think i'm gonna spend more too much more but see man i'm just getting started and like so yeah the problem was like so one thing i bought today was there's like a group on i found um it was for like a new bed set like i'm kind of like my sheets and stuff you know we're doing all right over here but they're kind of so worn a set, little bit. like headboard footboard or are we talking just like sheets no like new comforter sheets um it was all like thirty dollars and i was like fuck like i i gotta do that <laughs> like it's <laughs> like it was too good to pass uh, up and like i just sure. like got kind of caught myself in that i bought skyrim for 25 dollars um which like I could that like I was in between buying that game, then I saw a deal Friday morning. I was like, "Well, this decision was made for me. Like, I have no control over this. Like, I have to buy this now." It is a fantastic game that I love and will put hours and hours in, and they're gonna give it to me for twenty five dollars. Um, I feel like I'm robbing them. 
I, they've given it to me for zero dollars. So, <laughs> I have not been going on quite the binge that you have, but my end for the week is Cyber Monday and my out is Black Friday. Uh, my one caveat would be that... Why is the difference? What Black no Friday anymore. No, but but my my point with this is that actually leaving your home on Black Friday to go purchase something oh, at a store. Yeah. Like unless you were getting a TV, which shout out to my dad, he actually did. Like I he actually went to Walmart on Thanksgiving at like seven. I'm like he kept oh. saying he was gonna do it the entire way home for Thanksgiving. I'm like, no you're not, Dad, you're just like blown like you're full of shit. There's no way you're gonna go. And he yeah. went. He went. He went to Walmart, and then he went to Target after that to get a DVD player. I mean, and it, he said it wasn't that bad. But I just, I've done it before, like I've at midnight of Thanksgiving, or midnight of I don't know which midnight, the morning of Black Friday, and it's yeah, just it's, it's a madhouse. There are these just crates stacked around the entire place. There are people everywhere. There's no place to park in the entire like. Spent, it's worth the $100 subscription to Amazon Prime just to be able to order all this stuff online or you know most places offer free shipping anyway like it like why would Especially, you why would you yeah. leave unless you're getting a TV why would you leave I mean but like I I just I never got in it yeah it's gotta be something like you're like I'm I need this like this is gonna change my life <laughs> like I don't know I've just never had that um, but the internet has made me be able to get have companies take my money as well um but yeah i like i thought you were gonna go a different route that. i thought you're like i don't like black friday because i think it's corporations ruining the holiday spirit no no you're i'm not gonna like dude i'm a big fan of christmas i'm not gonna ever be in on christmas because i feel like it's just you know it's implied like i love christmas christmas yeah. is great um it's right. you're not a fan <laughs> Well, no, I, I like it, but all I was going to say with, like, to support my online shopping is that, like, so some of the stuff I buy, it's, like, because I think it's kind of ass backwards in some ways. Because a lot of people now, like, at least on my family, like, I know I'm getting 100%, like, cash and gift cards. Like, that's all I'm getting for the most part. And, like, I'm trying to start this, like, slow resurgence of, like, no, it's like exchange gifts or do something. You know, I'm trying to. So if my family, I don't think listens, but if they are, like, that's my plan. Like, I kind of just want to, like, slow. Because it's, like, fun to open up something and, like, have something to you got. Not to be like, oh, See, because my fam is big into, like, gifts. Like, you're very, very few yeah. uh, gift cards going See, on. and, like. I mean, like, yeah, we kind of do, like, a, the only gift I usually get is, like, we'll do on my dad's side, like, a cousin's exchange, and that's fun. I'm like, that's cool. Like, it doesn't have to be everyone has to get a gift for everyone, but, like, we can kind of be smarter about it, be a little more organized. But, yeah, so we're we're kind of transitioned to a weird thing. So I'm like, I'm going to buy my family. I'm going to all buy them something even if they don't want it. Like, they're going to get something from me. Unless I really can't think of something. Because I have, like, terrible gift anxiety, too. Like, I don't like buying gifts for people. Because I just... I, but I'm, like... I've switched over in my life now. I'm, like, F it. Like, they're gonna like this. Because I gave it to them type of thing. Okay. Um, 
that's just where I'm at. That's where I'm at in life, everyone. This is this is this is exactly how I wanted this pod to go, though. We've talked <laughs> so finally talked about halfway about basketball. Yeah, so okay. I think we're I think we're floating or batting about five hundred on talking about. I've basketball got one more thing so to bring it back to basketball, but my out for the week is um is temper control. So uh, we're kind of in the phase now of the uh, no more nice weather. We're um, you know it's pretty cold out. Not super cold yet, but you know we're in the 30s, and um, like the the degrees of like between like 15 and 30 to like probably 40 to like 20 actually. Let's let's adjust that dial. Are like kind of the most annoying temperatures of all time because um, there's no like way to be comfortable because especially when you get in the car in the morning or something if you drive like you have to warm your car up. You get it warm. It feels great when you're in there, but if you're in there for more than like 15 minutes, it starts to get kind of uncomfortable and like too hot. And you have to like just constantly play with the dial control, and you gotta just like play with the temperature. Like I just always go the easy out. I just like press my windows down, let some cold air in, and then just like start the process over. <laughs> um, I don't think that's the most efficient thing to do. Um, but then, like, too, like, what you're wearing, like, in, like, every building is different. Like, there's no set temperature everyone can be at. So you, like, have to, like, do layers. And there's just, there's only certain ways you can structure your wardrobe to, uh, like, be dual temperature ready. Like, if it's too warm in a spot. No, this deal. is, this is, like, a perfect day to bring this up, too. Because I, so I drive to work. My car is par- street parking. It's not in a heated garage or anything or a garage of any sort. It's going to be whatever temperature it is outside. And most of the time in November, December, it sucks. It's pretty cold. January, February, it's like, I'm going to die. It's cold. And, uh, but I'm thinking today, because it was pretty chilly all weekend, that, all right, I go to my car with my like full winter coat on because it's going to be in the 30s, and boom, it's 50 degrees, and I feel like an idiot because I just wore a full-fledged coat to work and driving the car when it's like I could easily have worn like a hoodie and would have been fine. Yeah, like I get, like, so yeah, I mean, I wore like a vest, and like vests are like honestly like my savior. Like that's like the one thing I've been like, I'm just sell my soul to the vest gods because like they're probably the best piece of wardrobe to be invented see yeah, i mean like, i own a vest dude they're so it's so nice because i mean yeah you just like just kind of perfect amount of like coverage everything like it works well like in the fall you can wear it and you can kind of wear them i wear them through like winter like they'll get me through winter i don't always wear them but like i mean they're good for like when you're indoors in places because then it's like all right like i don't have to wear a coat like if you want a chance like i'm not wearing a coat out and you're going out to like the bars and stuff like that's an okay thing to wear because you're pretty comfortable inside but if it's gets too hot where you, you can just take that off and as long as you have like you know you're not wearing like a raggedy polo you didn't or a raggedy dress shirt or something you didn't iron Right, because that's also what's great for vests. You don't have to iron them all the time, but the shirt underneath, but like you, whatever you're wearing underneath, you like normally is still something like 
presentable as far as like an under like a shirt like if you just wore a collared dress shirt you just have a white tee underneath that you can't do anything with that like it's just like it's a flexible layering warm device but yeah so i wore like a vest and collared collared shirt um but then i have my coat on and it's like i mean i've got a much longer drive so i have a lot of time to think about this stuff for for you the point forward listener um and yeah it just was constantly like uncomfortable like it was just like coat on coat off and taking your coat off in the car is like top five yep. worst things ever i had to do like, that on the way home uh i so i'm from iowa so i was driving from iowa up to the twin cities and yeah it's terrible because you get in the car it's freezing and then you're in the car for 20 minutes and it's super warm in your car then and then you're having to take off your jacket and you don't want to stop and it's a nightmare like your elbow getting caught is just the worst feeling yeah and i end up just like kind of just like working one side and then i just like rip it like i'm like always risking the chance that I'm just going to rip my jacket because I'm just like, this other arm is just going to, like, fling off. Like, I'm not going to try to finesse this. Um, Yeah, it's uh, pretty it's pretty frustrating right now. I'm like, I'm always, it's always been a big pet peeve. I always forget about it till about now. It's just like, you know, I'd rather almost just always be cold instead of be, like, hardline, just so cold. Um, and it's just like, I can mess with the car temperature and stuff, but when the weather outside is still like not completely set, like you were saying, like I'm being just freezing cold, it's not convenient either. Cause like, I just, yeah, I want to be all in on winter and just be like, all right, it's, it's not going to get, it's not getting warmer from here on out till like March, but, um, so PJ, bring us, let's bring us back to, bring back to basketball. Here. Yeah. So I, I wanted to bring back to a point we talked about when we had our pre-Thanksgiving of uh, what we're thankful for. Um, and I said Dwayne Wade, and I wanted to reiterate my thanks for Dwayne Wade. Because um, on, so on Saturday, or no, Friday night, I'm sorry. I'm getting these days mixed up. So Friday night when they played the Sixers, this is like, like a trash game. I'm glad the Bulls put them away because obviously the Sixers aren't good. But like the one fun moment in the fourth quarter – was there was one point, it's like early in the fourth, Jared Bayless goes up for a bucket and Dwayne Wade gets a foul call. I mean, he kind of he just looks at the ref and is like, come on, man, like that wasn't a foul. Like, it's kind of garbage. And Jared Bayless said something to Dwayne Wade, but his back's turned to the camera, so I couldn't tell what he said to him. But then Dwayne turns to Jared Bayless and they start jawing. And then, yeah, in the fourth quarter, Dwayne Wade proceeds to just like, they're already up by like 20, but he put drops like 11 points on Jared Bayless and is just talking a ton of shit to him the whole time. It was just like so fun. I was just like that, like one little segment was like, I was like, all right, like this Bulls game was like pretty nonchalant, boring. Like they just kind of coasted and beat him, but like that was really fun. So thanks to him. Yeah, Wade. dude, the, the, the alpha is never going to leave that guy. Well, dude, it doesn't need to. And like, I haven't got to read the article yet from the vertical Michael Lee's thing on him and Jimmy, but like, I mean, it's kind of focused on Jimmy, but how Dwayne Wade's. Well, I don't even mean him. like that. I just I mean, don't, I don't want the dog don't challenge. Say. No, you do. Yeah. No, I don't. It's like, yeah, yeah no, no I'm saying it's a good thing like that. That's never going to leave him. Like I, I think in Dwayne Wade's last season, he's still going to show glimpses of like, if you, 
try to punk me, like you're going to regret it. I, that's, I don't think that's ever going to change. That's why. Yeah. I mean, that's like Jordan. Like, I mean, Jordan. Do, yeah. Jordan, Kobe, like all those. Yeah. It's like, even when you get older as a player, like, yeah, you're going to have those nights. Like everyone talks about it. It's like, yeah, you're going to be like, even when your last leg in the NBA, like you're going to have a night or two where you're feeling really good. And it's like, some of those like other dudes are like, Oh, I can finally like talk crap to Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Like he's like over the hill. And it's like, no, nah. I mean, not to say Dwayne's been that cause he's been like at a nice night, putting up nice numbers this year. But like, yeah, I just wouldn't want to, <laughs> yeah. Like you're saying, like, I don't want to mess with that or see the motivation, especially in that kind of game when they're losing, like Jared Bayless is going to start jawing at him. And it's like, right. All right, you've just provoked. Like, I'm just gonna try to score every time, and then when I'm tired, I'm gonna go out, and all of the scrubs are gonna come in and play the last like eight minutes of this game because your team's garbage, and like I'm gonna get to be on. I'm not gonna have to play another game till next Wednesday. I'm off for like five days, so yeah, Jared Bayless, you're screwed. It was it was awesome. That's all. I just wanted to talk about Dwayne Way being awesome again because. We need to continue to talk about Dwayne Wade being awesome, and he's a bull, everyone. If no one didn't know, he's a Chicago, Chicago bull. It's pretty do you dope. Know, do you know who I think that we're? I'm surprised we haven't talked about him enough, and I don't want to. Maybe Jimmy? this isn't enough time because we we got to go pretty soon. But you haven't thrown the Greek freak a ton of love yet oh, this season. Jim, well, oh, I thought you were gonna go, Jimmy. Yeah, I do want to talk about Giannis. Um, I didn't want to do it yet. Because yeah, that's been kind of tactical on my part. But I I, I need mean, to get can... some more Bucks basketball in my life. Jabari's been good this season. I like him. Jabari's been nice. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon has been. He's been a nice little backup point guard for them, almost. You know, dude. He's smart, I smart liked what I've seen. Like, there's been some real nice flashes on him that I'm. Um, dude. Like, I think Malcolm Brogdon's pretty a pretty nice piece that they like quietly added and they drafted and like he's he might be kind of that weird like guard that they thought MC dub was but like malcolm brogdon's a better shooter and like kind of some other stuff um <laughs> also since we're on the bucks i was watching the bucks magic game the magic announcer was like talking about the bucks and they like somehow they were somehow they were making a point about MCW being traded and they're like, Yeah, and they moved away from Michael Carl Williams and brought in a young, talented forward in Tony Snell. And I was like, Time out. Like, no. No one should ever young, say talented. that. I was like, Tony Snell is kind of just a human like shooting machine like, no, dude. Like he's the the bag of balls is almost more valuable than Tony Snell at points. Like, what are you? He's a bum. But it goes to show you that one man's trash is another man's treasure. But he's, uh, yeah, that's being that's being pretty kind to Tony Snell. If if the but well, I just say this: if the Bucks decide they don't want Tony Snell, and there's someone on the Magic that they want, um, you know, I'd give him a call. Cause I'm not saying that that announcer is making decisions but maybe there's someone in the magic organization that said those words and that dude was reciprocating it was like just broadcasting them out like oh that young 
that Tony Snow is a young, talented forward, you know? So just, you know, eyes out on that. But that's like the last little. I think this will be my. We'll have to take a break from critiquing other local city announcers. Yeah, but they're not I all got, bad. I just had a lot of it this week. Had a lot of this week. Shout out to Tommy. Uh, I'm going to butcher his last name. The Boston Celtics guy, though. Tommy Hainsworth, Hensworth um, is just the gold. He's the creme de la creme. Like, it's worth watching every Celtics game you can when they're at home for on League Pass just for that dude because he is just the, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man who just it's complains very, about everything. It's really funny when you choose to watch, you know, I'm going to watch this game on League Pass, but then you have a choice to watch the home or visitor's visiting teams broadcast it's always an interesting decision which route you're gonna go you know what i mean like if you're watching if you're tuning for the magic bucks like what made you choose the magic versus the bucks i always well so i mean when you watch on tv you don't like they always just do the default home broadcast Oh. Online, you get a switch. I, I maybe there's a way on TV. The TV, I haven't figured it out. I know but, with Direct TV, they have like both. Yeah, I don't think offer. Comcast. You, you can do. choose between one or the other. Okay. Yeah, I thought. I just don't think Comcast does that. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, but when I'm, I'm when I'm watching a game on my computer or anything, yeah, usually I'm always going. I always like whoever I think is gonna win or who I like want to win. I always pick that. All one. right. Um, unless so now, like as I'm getting back into it, like there's certain ones I'm like, yeah, this is like, gonna be a fun. Yeah. Game. Like, I always pick like the Boston one. I always like, I might now always pick the 76ers one because those dudes are freaking just warped out of their minds. Like they're just like they've they're just so wrapped up in the process they won't even talk about flagrant <laughs> foul. They won't they won't talk about flops. They don't even know that that was a rule. But, oh. like I'm pretty wrapped up in the process too. I was another thing from that Grizzlies game is, uh, I mean, I oh, understand yeah, yeah, yeah. Embiid Fuck. being yeah irate that he had That's to get my bad. that he got that he couldn't play in the. That I don't was, know if that happened in the first or double OT, but he it was, was a second overtime. Furious he, that he was essentially oh. told, "Look, you're at your minutes restriction." I'm so God. That's why there's two of us. That's why I'm not running this thing. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, that was, like, the other really great caveat of that was, like, this, this like, little mini drama was just happening on the 76ers bench. Yeah, with Joel, he, going into it, like, he had had 24. They started Jaleel for the first overtime, and then they brought Joel in, and then it was, like, when they went to the second overtime and they pulled him, he was, like, trying to lobby to get back in there, and they... And they're like, nah, man, like, you're 27. And he didn't even play against the Bulls two nights later. Um, he didn't even play against them on Friday night. They they sat him, and they called it, like, a back-to-back just with a double overtime. But, yeah, he kicked, like, the bench. <laughs> I was like, what a 76ers thing to have happened if he kicks that bench because he wants to get in the game and then hurt his foot because he kicked the bench because he's mad they wouldn't let him back in type thing. Oh, well... <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. It makes sense why they're doing what they're doing, but it is I also understand in the moment why he feels the way he does. I mean, I'd want to play too if I was in a double overtime game and like getting used to playing again. Yeah, and like I don't. I mean, like I was kind of in that situation. And I was watching it too, and I was like, "Yeah, bring him back in." But I mean, so if you and they had, I think before the game too, it said he wasn't going to play against the Bulls. 
Um, they definitely said it, like during the game that there he wasn't. So like, if you're not gonna let that guy, if you're like set like, all right, Joel's not playing next day, like maybe yeah, let him like stretch his lay, like really try like just get in that because eventually yeah, you're gonna want him to play those minutes and do kind of that. So I mean, he was playing well. I don't. I mean, they obviously know more than us as far as medical information and all that biz but yeah i kind of i kind of wanted to be like yeah just let him like go in for like another minute or let him start the overtime and like play like two minutes and pull him or something i don't know so we're gonna there's gonna be a lot of talk about joel Embiid for the foreseeable future but his per 36 minutes right now 28.6 points a game 50 percent from three hitting two threes a game 7.8 free throws at 10 attempts, over 12 rebounds, almost four blocks. And he's he's averaging 18, and he's playing, you know, 24-ish minutes minutes a night. I mean, he's going to be fun, man. I strongly see – if you haven't listened – if any listeners out there haven't listened to his uh, pod with Woj on the vertical, it's very good. He's, uh, He's a funny guy. I'm rooting for him. Hopefully he is like so fascinating to me. He's he's just so fat. Like it just like from watching him. Like, so one one quick little college basketball thing too. Like I don't think you know it's talked about enough. You know people need to talk more about talking about things. But um, the fact that it doesn't get brought up more that Kansas didn't win a national championship with Joel Embiid and Andrew Wiggins. Like what? Yeah. Yep. Like that's so insane to me. Like you had those two dudes, and like they didn't win. Like that's gonna I mean, be something to really, look back it's on. It's a really I good think, point. Just but be they like, were, what the hell? They were so, raw. I get no. I they're get it. so yeah. I mean, it's just you know, Wiggins had some scoring outbursts, but he otherwise he got along on his athleticism, and Embiid was kind of the same. I don't know. I mean, I get they. If you but I just gave think, like, those you, two another six months to play with one another and then they play, I think they don't lose a game in the tournament by, or they don't win a game in the tournament by less than ten points and they win it but, all. But I just think that's gonna be like something funny to look back on. And I'd say like probably five years from now, I'm very bullish on both those dudes. Like I think they're both bright futures in the NBA. But like once they're both starting like playing playoff games and stuff, like that's when someone's gonna. Turn around, and be like you know, and Bill Simmons, if you're listening, like I know you're gonna take this take, so just give us some a little credit because be, like, you know, how, 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 how they not win a national championship, you know? <laughs> that was well, also uh, it's not a great impersonation, but it was no, I don't either. do a good Bill Bill Simmons. We will be debuting our as we're creeping into December as we wrap this up, just a little teaser for. Might not be next week, but might definitely be the week after. We're gonna have the uh, Bill Simmons shout out the uh, "Who can say no to this trade?" Uh, segment. So we'll probably oh, I'll get in my the trade machine lab, and we're just gonna you know put up some trade yeah, possibilities uh, for some guys. But um, there's some Nuggets ones in there. We got to start throwing around. Yeah, there's some Nuggets. There's some Boogie. There's yeah, it's the two goals right now is get Russ out of, or get Russ some help, 
get Russ a competent forward to help him and then get Boogie out of Sacramento. And also um, shout out shout out to Russ for getting another triple double tonight. He now is yeah. averaging a triple double. Yes, he is. It's it's happening. But yeah, so it's going to be the BS uh, who says no to that trade. Um, and look for all of them to have some sort of wacky Celtics bias in them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people don't hear enough about the Celtics as it is, so we we got to talk about them. Yeah, there's not enough ways to get Boogie to the Celtics. No one else is really talking about different ways to get Boogie to the Celtics. So no, we'll we'll pick all. up that slack. <laughs> but all right, Pijuel, this was fun. Uh, let's wrap things up here. So thanks as always for everyone for listening. Uh, we really appreciate all the support. Uh, please listen, uh, download the podcast on Stitcher or iTunes, and please leave a comment if you're enjoying what we're doing, um, and give us a five star rating if you're liking you didn't what enjoy we're doing. This episode, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little of a hodgepodge episode. We were here. trying something different where we we wanted to go into this and just like, all right, we're just gonna. We didn't really have much of a structure to it, uh, so we just went with it. So hey. sorry if you didn't like the. 10-minute Ersan Ilyasova story time. <laughs> well, we'll maybe next week we'll go back to a little bit of a, a, a the structure segments, but we'll see. I, I mean, this is fun. <laughs> but uh, please follow us at The Point Forward on Twitter or or PJ or I individually at FoolishKilla at Ultra Jacobs and check out our Facebook page. Just search for The Point Forward and our website at www.thepointforwardnba.com. Uh PJ, had fun. Talk again in a week. Talk to you soon, brother. Thanks.